The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, Sports Prep Live, where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in athletics. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Sports Prep Live. I'm your host, Graydon Prescott. We got a lot to talk about today. There's been a lot going on in the sports world, and we're going to dive right into it. You already know what it is. Prep Talk, Graydon Prescott, KB, you ready to go? I am. I am. Let's get All it right, going. All right. Let's start off with a bang, and possibly, if not probably, the biggest thing going on in the sports world right now is the announcement of the college football playoff. Controversy. Yes. Um... So for some context, um, FSU finished the season 13-0. They won the ACC championship, and they finished fifth of uh, the teams, and they were left out of the four-team college football playoff. Correct. First time in history that a Power 5 team went undefeated and was left out of the college football playoff. That has never happened before. Yes. Uh, The four teams that did... Uh, qualify for the college football playoffs were Michigan at one, Washington two, Texas three, and Alabama four. Uh, The big controversy here, obviously, is Florida State being left out. And the reasoning for that was their quarterback suffered an injury um, toward... Travis, yes. Yep, Jordan Travis, toward the end of the season. And their offense took a hit, took a big hit, statistically. Right. And um, the college football committee decided that they didn't want to have a situation like they did with um, TCU last year. Right. Where a team gets up, ends up being blown out 65 to 7 in a championship game or in a playoff game. And they didn't think it was fair to Florida State to put them in that situation. So they ended up leaving them out of the playoffs. They will play against Georgia um, in the Orange Bowl, I believe. Um, right before the college football playoff. So what what do you think about uh, Florida State being left out, the teams that qualified? What What's your opinion here? This is a controversial subject matter. Um, I'm not sure where I fall on this debate or on this question. Um, I, I, I do take uh, umbrage at the notion that it was simply done because, and this is one of the things that's, that, that's the, the arguments that's out there in the ether. I, I reject the notion that it simply happened because of what happened last year with TCU. Mm-hmm. And that was an abomination. That was an embarrassment. Um, and I understand the CFP not wanting to make that mistake again. And I, I'm sure that was a consideration, but I don't think that that was the primary consideration. I think you do have to give credence to the fact that um, your all-star quarterback who led this offense and is an exceptional football player um, and, and an exceptional quarterback, and I mean nationally speaking, um, he had an incredible year uh, before the injury, Um you do have to give credence to the argument that, hey, we've taken a hit um, in our offense and we may not be as potent, we may not be as effective if we are going up up against the likes of a Michigan, uh, Alabama, 
at that point in time before they lost a Georgia and then obviously a Washington. Um, these or Texas. These are extremely uh, good programs, extremely well coached. Um, you have to bring your A game to play against these guys. And even then, you're not even with your A game, you're not assured of a win. So I I don't know that I've, I subscribe to the school of thought that it was all either political or it, it was all based on what happened last year to TCU. Although, if I'm on that committee, I do want to avoid that outcome mm-hmm. because that's not great for the fans to see a 65-7 to 7 game in a national football uh, playoff game. That's embarrassing. Um, and I'm sure that TCU was embarrassed, but it's also embarrassing for the committee. It's embarrassing for the sport because there was a better game to be had out there. So I, I'm not sure where I come down, but I do not subscribe to the school of thought that it was um, simply based on the fact that TCU lost so 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 badly last year. The coach of their team um, went on record saying... Mike Norvell of Florida, Mike, yes, Florida State. Florida yes. State's coach, Mike Norvell. He went on record saying that this team is not just a quarterback um, and that they have a lot of great players who earn the opportunity to be in the college football playoff. He's the coach. That is true. He has to say that. And there's some truth to that. However, that let's not subscribe to the notion that the quarterback isn't the most important position in football. Correct. And it could be the most important position in all of sports. In sports, yeah. Um, when you lose your starting quarterback, who was a fringe Heisman contender. Correct. And uh, was leading this team to one of the more prolific offenses in the nation, and they had taken down a couple of notable opponents. They they defeated um, LSU earlier in the season. Correct. Um, Clemson. These these are teams that Florida State was able to beat with Jordan Travis um, running their field, being their field general. But when he went down, their offensive efficiency cratered. Um, we saw them play Louisville for the ACC championship and finish the game with 16 points. Right. Their defense, you know, held on against They the, barely got out of that game. Right. Right, unscathed, um, yeah. But when you look at Florida State, they were really relying on their quarterback play to be um, one of the top-ranked teams, and they were always in that four, three to five area. As well they should rely, yeah. rely on that quarterback. Yeah, every team yeah, does. That's not a demerit. That's, yeah, that's not, that's not a bad thing. Correct. But, um, I think that could have happened to any team where if the starting quarterback for Washington goes down, who is in the top three, he's a Heisman finalist, top four um, for the Heisman, uh, Michael Penix Jr. Right. If he goes down, Washington's not going to be in the playoffs. Um, if um, Jalen Milrow, out of um, Alabama, right. if he goes down. I'll, I'll take it a step further, you know, if Patrick Mahomes goes down. Yeah. W- w- what happens? The Chiefs. Are right. You know, y- you can go at any level in any sport. You take a key player like that, an architect of the offense, you know, in basketball, we call him the floor general, but that's what they are, the field general in the sport of football. And... Um, to lose that player, and I think they were playing with a third-string quarterback. Yes, third, um, fourth-string. You, you know, you're hanging on by a thread. That is not to knock the effort and the grit and the hard work that it took to get to the point of being 13-0 and on the year. They are to be commended for that. It is not a knock against that football team or its program or Coach Norvell um, that they, in my estimation— 
do not belong in the the playoffs. Um, I would have liked to have seen Georgia in the playoffs. Georgia suffered one loss, just like Alabama. Georgia suffered that loss to an elite team. They're just like Alabama. Just like Alabama. Yeah. So, you know, to be the number one team and then to fall all the way down to five. Six. I, or six. I think that is more egregious than the knock against Florida State. So, yes, they lost. It was late in the season. They lost to a football titan, a program that is is, is uh, not unlike themselves. Um, and then look what they had to pay as a consequence of that loss. And it was a close loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I, I get, you know, what the people who are supportive of Florida State, I get the argument that they're making, but this was not a knock on Florida State. It was not a knock on the effort. It was not a knock on the coaching or the program or the school or anything like that. Um, it makes all the sense in the world that because of that injury and because of the level of football that they were going to be playing against top tier teams in the nation, it made all the sense in the world that the committee thought about this broader question of are we putting together the best football games among the most competitive teams that we possibly can? Yeah. And that's a fair consideration to, 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 um, to evaluate. I think um, they got the playoffs as close to right as you can. Yeah. For me, it would have had to come down to the three teams, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State, Right. Because Ohio State lost one game right. to the number one seed. Right. And that was, it wasn't an Alabama or a Georgia situation where it was one against eight. It was two against three. And Ohio State was two and Michigan happened to be three, mm-hmm. but it could have gone either way. And Michigan won the game by six points and Ohio State fell from two to seven. Right. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Ohio State should have still been in the playoff hunt. Um, just like they were last year. They lost to Michigan last year, but they still made the playoffs, and they were one egregiously missed field goal away from beating Georgia. Right. So, um, You very well could be in a situation, and I don't think you would get a lot of pushback, where you've got Alabama, who suffered a loss that ends up making the playoff, Ohio State, who suffers a loss that, in, that ended up making the playoffs, and then Georgia, who suffered a loss that yeah. ended up making the playoffs, and they are still the titan football programs in the country. Yeah, I think those loss are or no loss. three of the top four teams in the country. Correct, correct. Um, you could argue, well, of course, there's no denying you have to have Michigan. They, they right, beat that would have been my fourth. Yeah, they beat Ohio State. There's They shut out Iowa. There's just nothing you can say um, to take that away from them. And then Washington. Um, that's uh, They played in a weak conference, Pac-12, with a great team in Oregon. Yep. And USC, who started off the season high and cratered, but um, they beat USC and then they they beat Oregon. And then in the Pac-12 championship, Oregon was nine and a half points favorite to beat Washington Washington. Mm -hmm. on Washington's home field. And Washington won the game. And they won. So I don't know if I could take that one away from Washington either. Um, That would be tough for me, but I would have liked to see um, Georgia still in the playoff because Alabama at eight, I never agreed with. I think they should have been a top five team correct, perennially. Correct. They lost to Texas. Who and, was... and, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, fans of Georgia and Ohio State and um, um, what is the other team that I'm missing here? 
uh, and Alabama, those teams with one loss. I think there are a lot of those that would say, yes, Washington did beat USC. Um, they did beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. But and those are good programs. They're not great. They're not great, great programs. They're not yeah. great. Yeah. They are very good programs. But Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, um, Georgia have the legacy that they have for a reason. Yeah. Um, so I would have taken those losses with a little bit more of a grain of salt when they are competing against other top tier programs and losing by, you know, a, a touchdown or two. I just yeah. don't think the, the sanction for the loss should have been as severe as it was. Yeah, Washington was um, perennially a top 10 team. Um, they beat Oregon by three in their first matchup. Uh, they beat Utah, who made a run. Uh, they beat Oregon State, who was number 11. And then Oregon again. Uh, they got Texas in the college football playoff. Right, right. I think that's going to be a great game. Um, Texas is tough. I believe they are undefeated. If not, they've lost one game, and it would be Georgia. Uh, they they beat Alabama um, early was, in the season. Yes, that was their one loss. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Te- that was Alabama's one yes, loss. Yes, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Texas I'm from Alabama. Uh, actually, Texas's one loss was to Oklahoma this year. Okay. Um, again, so, great so, program. So again, what we're what we're talking about here is beating a top fifteen, top twelve, top ten team is not top five. Right. There is there's not a a speed bump from top ten to top five. It's a mountain. So here's my question. Okay, Michigan lost, or pardon me, Ohio State lost to Michigan. To Michigan, number three. Okay, I'm just gonna throw out the numbers at you. Texas made the playoff. Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia did did not. Al, um, Georgia lost to Alabama, number eight, who is now number four, and should have been higher throughout the year. Yes. Everybody recognizes that, and now they're the favorites to win the championship. Right. Ohio State lost to Michigan, number one. Now at the time, at the time they were three. Now they're one. Texas lost to Oklahoma, who was twelve when they lost. Right. How does Texas belong in the playoffs? I agree with you 100%. You know, Oklahoma is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And were it not for uh, a loss between top five schools to one another, I don't think Texas would be anywhere to be seen. Again, not to detract from the season that they've had. But there are levels to this. And Ohio State and Michigan and Georgia and Alabama are teams that are on the same level. Is Texas's saving grace be- beating Alabama? I, it would have to be. Yeah. I, I don't see any other reason for putting them above, say, Georgia, who lost to Alabama. Yeah. They beat Alabama by 10. However, there is some context to that. It was early in the season. I think Alabama was on a second-string quarterback. And if they weren't on a second-string quarterback, then their first-string quarterback uh, hadn't developed yet. Um, And throughout the season, he's developed a lot, and then he had the performance of a lifetime against Georgia. Yeah, He started out the season cold and was struggling to put up 20 points against unranked teams. Um, But then, you know, 
Nick Saban yes. got his got his claws in him a little bit, and uh, and he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, Nick Saban. Yeah, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. And um, coach of Alabama for next, those that yeah. are uninitiated. Next thing you know, he's one of the best players in the country. Yeah. So, um, coaching matters. This was early in the season where uh, Texas beat Alabama, but then they followed that up by losing to Oklahoma. So, I don't see how Texas is a team. They're a great football program, no question. Right. I don't know if they belong. Yeah, I think so. The consensus is um, we respect Texas. We respect Washington and the fact that they got into the football playoffs. But I'm not will. I'm not willing to sign on the dotted line with those who say uh, those institutions, those programs belong. Yeah. Not to take anything away from what they achieved this year. It is notable. It's commendable. All that good stuff. Um, but it is just as notable. It is just as impressive. Uh, what Ohio State and uh, what um, Georgia has done. And they play much tougher competition uh, game in and game out in their schedule. They don't shy away from anyone. Yeah. Florida State, um, we know, lost the quarterback. Yeah. Without the quarterback, do you think they're closer to being number 10 or number 4? In your opinion, in the rankings. Well, I'm going to say neither. I don't think they're closer to being number four. Yeah. Um, without their quarterback, well, definitely not. Well, let's list off teams. Would you take Texas above them? I would. Alabama. I would. Georgia. Yes. Ohio State. Yes. Michigan. Yes. Washington. I'm not sure. Washington didn't lose, and they beat Oregon, who was number five. I I understand, but there is, and you re, you know this from being a sports aficionado yourself. There is um, ranking inflation. It happens all the time. In fact, I think we're going to get to it. A lot of ranking inflation has taken place as of late in the women's NCAA basketball rankings. Uh, There are teams that have secured a spot in the top 10, top 15, top 5 that should not be there. When you win a game and you jump five or six spots or seven spots or eight spots, that is ranking inflation. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily necessarily belong where they're putting you. And how is that borne out? How do we find out that you don't belong where they're putting you? You stay there for all of one or two weeks, three at the most, and then you suffer a loss and sometimes a humiliating loss. And then you begin to get back down to where you belong. And... It, it has probably happened to a really good program in, if I can digress, uh, women's sports, uh, women's basketball, Connecticut. You know, mm. Connecticut came in, opened up the year. Two. At number two. At four and three as of right now. And I think for the first time in 30 years, they are out of the top, 50, out of the top the, 10 or top 15. It's got, it, I mean, they're number 17. Right. At the moment. So it so. must be out of the first time in, in 30, 30 years, years, they're out of the, the top, top 15. 15. That sounds right, yeah. So that is ranking inflation. Now, the injury to one of their key players has played a part in that. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think that they were number two coming into the season, right? And so that happened, you know, not to get to our, our basketball discussion. So that does happen. And so when you talk to me about a team like a Washington or what have you, uh, be, belonging in that top four, um, I think they may have um, 
been able to take advantage of some ranking inflation. But so no, I don't believe that they are a top four team. But the difference is Washington proved it. Like they didn't lose a game either. You know they didn't. Florida but, State didn't lose a game, but Washington didn't lose a game. Their quarterback, who's going to be a Heisman finalist, is still. I don't believe he's going to win the Heisman. I think Jaden Daniels from LSU has that locked up. Yeah. yeah. But he's going to be a Heisman. He's a Heisman finalist. He's going to be probably runner-up if he doesn't win it. Um, I don't believe he will, but he'll likely be the runner-up for the highest. Here, let me let me save you your argument. <laughs> and um, no, no, I no. think a lot of listeners are going to agree with me here. No matter what you say, mm-hmm. I am never going to put, at least never in terms of in the modern era, mm-hmm. I'm never going to put Washington in the same category I'm as not, Ohio State, no, no, no. Michigan, Alabama, or Georgia. I'm not arguing. I'm not, not, not arguing. I'm not arguing that they're not. They're better than those <laughs> okay. teams. Uh, okay. I my my personal college football playoff would have had to have been Michigan because there's no way you can leave them out. Right. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Correct. That's for, that's for I'm me. With I'm with you. That's what I would have had to go with. Um. No disrespect to Texas or Florida Washington State or, or Washington. Florida State. Yeah. Those are great. Those are great teams. Had great years. Um. But those are just the teams I would have selected. However, my saying, what I was saying was I would take Washington with, over Florida State without their QB. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, we talked about women's college basketball a little bit in this discussion. Um, so uh, there's been a lot of movement. Yeah. Uh, ranking changes in the women's college basketball. I'll read off the top 10 to you. Okay. Um, we have... South Carolina, one. UCLA, two. NC State, North Carolina State, three. Iowa, four. Texas is five. USC, Juju and them, six. LSU, seven. Colorado, eight. Stanford, nine. Baylor, ten. Um, What? So Stanford lost the other day to a team that they should not have lost to in Gonzaga, who was ranked 23rd. Right. They were unranked. At the time, and their ranking dropped from, I think, three to nine. Colorado, who was a top four team, they lost to Air, or not Air Force. Who did Colorado? They lost to NC State, who was third. So, um, you know, eight feels like a decent ranking for them, but they beat LSU, and they're behind LSU, so I don't agree with that. Right. Iowa's four. Um, They had a loss to a team that was unranked, and they're still fourth. I don't know if that is warranted. They lost to a team that they have recently beat. Um, they redeemed the loss, Kansas State. Um, but you did name some teams in there that have suffered um, from some of that um, ranking, ranking inflation. inflation. Right. And I don't know that. I do know um, the teams that we opened up with as the top teams um, And this isn't to say that there isn't going to be movement in the rankings. You do expect some movement, but this has really been chaotic. Yeah. You know, it is, the the list is almost completely different, save maybe South Carolina, Iowa, and maybe there's one other that was in the top 10. What did Stanford drop down to? Nine. Okay. LSU is still in the top 10. And Okay. And LSU. Um, but look at all of that movement. 
um, that has happened. You know, we've got new teams coming in. Some of the favorites have dropped down in the, the rankings, at least, you know, some out of the top 10 entirely, you know, as in the case of a UConn. Um, others dropped down uh, and, and uh, Virginia Tech, um, who I'm not sure where they are now after, you know, their second loss. They just lost to LSU, I believe. 15. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think they opened the season up at number four or five or somewhere in there. So there's just been a ton of movement. And I think some of that happens because um, teams are put in a position that they haven't necessarily earned. Yeah. Um, and when you have to put, you know, sneakers on the floor, um, it's difficult to fake and, and not that the programs are attempting to do that, but I think some of the uh, the media personalities that are voting on these things, and even the coaches, um, there might be a little bit of nepotism or favoritism that is happening there. Um, and then those games are played, and then we see what those rankings, as, as things shake out, what those rankings really should look like. And now it's beginning to settle into something that I'm a little bit more comfortable with, something that I think is going to be a little bit firmer going forward. You know, NC State is a dynamo. Yeah. Um, Iowa is still tough. South Carolina looks like they are going undefeated the whole year. In fact, they're my favorites to win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was impressed with Stanford. It was a tough loss for them, but it was a loss nonetheless. Colorado came up and then, boom, dropped off You know, after a couple of losses. So there's USC and Juju Watkins. Wow, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to expect you know, really good things out of them in that program. Uh, Hidalgo out of Notre Dame, you know, they're, they're making, they're making a run. So there's going to be, there has been a lot of change, but I think things would begin to settle out over the next couple of weeks here. And it's starting to look like the list that it should have looked like earlier in the season. It's a great impress got here on sports prep live. And we're discussing some college sports, uh, college football playoff and some of the UNLV updates in the sports world. Let's get into it. All right. Um, as we get ready to wrap up the show here, uh, UNLV uh, football program had one of their most successful seasons. Yes, yes, uh, in a while. They, they had a they had a rough one the other day though against Boise State. Boise State, uh, yes. They were at they, home. They're nine and four right now after the Boise State game. Uh, they play Kansas on December twenty sixth. Okay, um, that's a game I think they can win. They can win that. Um, yeah, and I believe it's here. So that should be a, a, a good game. We're pulling for them. Yes, we are. I thought they had the Boise State game. Uh, so yeah. did I. So did I. I, uh, was, I was surprised. And then there were a couple of, of inadvertent plays and interceptions. Yeah, and all that, <laughs> a lot of turnovers. Yes, yes. A ton of turnovers. On uh, the, and the tide turned. Yeah. On the basketball side, we'll start with the men's team. They are currently 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They're going to have 500, some. okay. They're gonna have some home games uh, that they can pick up some W's. I can't wait to get out and go up. see these guys. Yep. Uh, but here's the big here here are the big two. Uh, they play number ten ranked Creighton. Okay. Uh, December thirteenth. So this show is being is that reco- a home game? Um, let me check. This show is being recorded December fifth, so a week from tomorrow. Okay. Um, a week from tomorrow they play Creighton, and that game will be. At drum roll, please. Um, that game will be, I believe it's here actually. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. That game will be here. All right. So that helps. And then um, next month, January sixth in San Diego, they will take on 
Number 25 ranked San Diego State, who are also the national or defending national runner-ups. Right. So that'll be a, those will be two tests for them. Looking forward to see how San they Diego do State is always one of those teams that when you see them on your schedule, you're like, oh, like that's not a team you look forward to right. running San, into because they can they can pop they, up and, and they, bite you. They aren't one of those teams where you see like a. They don't have the Kentucky or the Duke effect. Right, the where it's like, oh my goodness. But San Diego State is solid. They're right. all, every year. Right. We went to see them. We went to see UNLV, or me and my my family and some friends went okay. to see UNLV play against San Diego State a couple of years back. And we went into the game thinking, oh, you know, you know, San Diego State is going to be, you know, they're they're a solid little yeah, program. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't know much about them. We checked the rankings. They're fourth in the country. Yeah, San, San Diego State, man, it, it, it's They're do just, not sleep on yeah, this team. And I don't, I don't think teams. that there's any team out there that sees them on their schedule and thinks, okay, we got this. You want to know another team I think shouldn't be slept on? UNLV's women's basketball team. Yes, they're unranked at the moment. However, this is an eight and O team that took on Arizona. Now, for some context, Arizona's perennially been one of the good women's programs. Right, uh, they have a great coach. And they had one of the best recruiting seasons um, in a while. They beat that team seventy-two to fifty-three. So you're basically UNLV saying, look out for good look things from out the UNLV for the UNLV women's team. I think they're underrated. Team. I think they should be a ranked team. Shout out to the female running rebels. Yes, sir. All right. Well, this has been Sports Prep Live. I'm Great and Prescott KB. Thank you for joining me once Always again. Always a pleasure. All right, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You can check out all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next season here on Sports Prep Live. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sports Prep Live. I'm Graydon Prescott, and don't forget to catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sports Prep Live. Thank you. Thank you.